0: This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter weissman
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Dream Power Show. I'm your host, Debbie Specter weissman the Dream Coach. This is the show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to create a life you love. And as a reminder, I am here to help you understand your dreams. So if you've got a dream that's got you stumped, email me at debbie at dreampowerradio.com. I can help you interpret your dream or even answer any general questions you may have about dreams. So again, my email is debbie at dreampowerradio.com. Here are two words you probably never use in the same sentence, money and love. But as my guest today, Barbara Wilder will explain, perhaps we should start to think of money as love. Sounds strange, doesn't it? I mean, can we really start to see money, which for me often represents uh, stress and worry, as something that can actually connect us to our soul? Well, Barbara says, yes. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Barbara Wilder is an internationally acclaimed author, speaker, teacher, healer, and she is the founder and director of the Transformational Light Center and the author of the book, Money is Love. Welcome to the Dream Power Show, Barbara. Thank you, it's w- wonderful to be here, Debbie. Okay, you've got to explain why you say money is love. What does money is love mean? It's not that money is yet love. It is, money is love is a, like a mantra
0: or a prayer to help us transform the energy around money from fear and worry and anxiety to love and, and the ability to relax in our lives in this new vibration of money is love. And so by beginning to think about it like that, to begin to just say it as a mantra or a prayer, we have the power to begin to change. Our conception our belief systems and the old patterns around the idea that money is scarce and there's not enough and that we will never have enough so it's it's a an ongoing process and uh, that I invite everyone to join me in because the more people that think just even for a few moments a day that money Is love as opposed to money is scary (laughs) that the more we we, it's a ripple effect and the more it will move out into the greater consciousness of the world Hmm. so it's my so being here on your show on your dream show it's my dream that we can so many more of us can learn this truth because it is the truth. It's the underlying truth that has always been. We have just learned a whole lot of lies that keep us from believing that money is love and that money is abundant for all of us.
1: And, and there was a time you know, in civilization, probably a long time ago, where we didn't have this connection with money as being something that's scarce or something to be feared or something, or something that, that we have fear about because it is so scarce. So what happened to us as people?
0: Well, thanks. such a good question. And that's what I took a long time delving into when I first was introduced to this concept that money is love. And I went where? Where is that truth? Where does it exist? Because I know it's true. I can feel it's true in my in my heart. So where where did it come from? And so I just I began researching money. I researched money for a whole year, um, in every way possible, including in my dream state and in my meditative state. And also I realized that I had to go back before written history into prehistory to really get an understanding of how we used to be connected we were originally when we uh, in the well just going back just a little past 5,000 years ago and and everything before that we were connected to the divine mother earth uh, earth was our God it was the feminine understanding understanding of god that that the earth herself was our god and we were connected directly to her through everything and so and she supported us in everything truly she gave us our our water our food you know our warmth our um everything we needed to make clothes to make pottery to to um to 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 live and exist, and even up through the late Neolithic and up into um, early civilizations, we we were completely taken care of by everything on the earth. And so, when we would exchange things, when we would meet another tribe, or, um, and we would uh, say, "Ah, here." we've just killed a woolly mammoth. Here's some woolly mammoth meat. And they said, oh, great. And we'll give you some of these berries we've been collecting along the route. And that was the original exchange. And that was how money began. And because everything was connected directly to the Mother Earth as holy or sacred, the exchange was sacred. And... And... Money, therefore, as it evolved and became coins um, and made out of silver and gold, it, uh, it, car- it carried still that sacredness. And, and, and we knew that there was always abundance. We knew that there was, that there was enough for everybody because when you're, when you're on this great big earth and you're living from the earth, you know that. You have to know that or you can't survive. But when we made this change, and this was a change that happened in our, in our consciousness, in our brains. It was a brain shift, a literal neurological brain shift. We moved into abstract thought. And we moved from just being part of the, the literal world into a world where we could see Differentiation, and we begin to individuate, and and that was really exciting in the beginning. In the beginning, that was very exciting, and both the masculine and feminine men and women. There were masculine gods and feminine gods, and there was this beautiful coming together and an understanding, and there was so much abundance. There was so much new thought, and then it got skewed. There was a moment in time when this individuation got moved out of the sacred and we began to stand up at worth, not all of us, just some of us stood up in front of the tribe and said, or in front of the city state and said, we're better than the rest of you and we're gonna take your stuff. And we started to have war and we started to, tr- to try to make ourselves better by having more stuff. We changed this idea in our brains from understanding that there was enough for all of us to there's only enough for some of us so that other, so that there could be power over
1: others. And that's where we've been stuck for about 5,000 years. Uh, But, you know, when you're talking about, you know, money and love, you know, the thing that, came to mind, when I was thinking about it, was the old Bible saying, the love of money is the root of all evil. So how does your concept of money love tie into that? Well,
0: first of all, the, um, the actual translation has been, you know, things get skewed all along the route. Um, the, the actual original translation was, the lust after money is the root of all evil was very different than the love of money. It's 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 lust is is not imbalanced. Love love is a whole different vibration than lust, right? So what happened as I I was I I think about these kind of things all the time. But just the other just the other day I was thinking about Jesus in the temple and how he went into the temple and he got really mad and he threw the money changers out of the temple and he tossed everything around and he was really mad and then supposedly he said render unto God what is God's and unto Caesar what is Caesar which split money away from the divine but up until that time money was still in many there, there was still the understanding for many people that the money what, there was still some sacredness in the money but by this time also there was all these all these crooks they had moved into the temple where money used to be brought in onto the altar. Now it was outside of the temple and, and people, and they were doing that money changing, which was, which was ripping everybody off. And that's what Jesus got mad at. He didn't get mad at the, at sacred money. He got mad at, at the people, at the, at, at, at the criminals, at the, at, at the, uh, all those who were who were taking advantage of people uh, and taking their money. But it always gets skewed away because money was originally part of the sacred and the sacred was feminine, to let it remain in that feminine place of nurture and care, it it um, undermined the patriarchal structure. It had to be
1: disconnected. It had to be okay. Well, talking about money itself, and and that you know the symbols we use for money, whether it's paper money or checks or credit cards or you know virtual money, whatever we have today. Uh, so here I have a dollar bill, American dollar bill, in my hand, and you know here on the front we've got you know good old George Washington, and on the back we've got you know symbol of the you know American eagle. And then we have the symbol of an eye over a pyramid. Why do you think our, the people who came up with this money put this on our money? Well, that's just wonderful
0: question. Um, first of all, during this changeover from money being barter to money being coins, then to keep us connected back in this histo- history again, one side of the coin would be impressed with, a, a picture of like the chief or the king, um, and the other side would be impressed with a, with a god or a goddess. And, to, and money was like the connection between the spiritual and, the, and, the, and, and the, the, the here now world. And so when the dollar bill changed to, to having the, the, these images on the back, happened during the depression, the Great Depression in the United States. In Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, knew about this old, ancient way of money being connected to the sacred, and he came up with this idea. And he put, so that if you actually fold the, the, the bill in half, you will see that on one side you see the eagle, and on the other side you see the pyramid with the eye above it, which is the eye of Horus which is the all seeing eye of god and it was so that it actually is still as we in, in just in our money um this doesn't exist on in in any of the other uh in the euro or um in most of the other monies that i've looked at and held in my life um it carries that
1: original connection uh from the sacred to the to the reality here. I always like to talk about practicality. So let's get down to okay. the practical here. Uh, okay. So we have this idea, you know, that money is love to go back to, you know, our sacred roots of, you know, seeing that money, you know, is, is abundant and there for all of us. How do we shift ourselves away from what I think, I would say most people have uh, you know, the, the self-limiting beliefs about money, that uh, it's scarce, that it's uh, something to worry about, that we have to wonder, uh, is this going to be you know, the only place I can get money? If I buy something, is that going to diminish my money and am I, I going to get something to replenish it? How do we get away from those mindsets?
0: That is the great challenge of our generation. So, that money is love is part of the entire shifting of consciousness for humanity. And the basis for everything for this shift for humanity is finding the love and trust within ourselves. As, and everybody kind of thinks that's a brand new idea, <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, um, but in truth, that's another one of those ancient things. As, as we first individuated and, and changed, got that abstract thinking. The, the greatest all the great philosophers believed that loving the self was the highest place that you could be because that was connecting you directly to God because the self is God. That goes back to Socrates, Aristotle, and before into the ancient Egyptians and, and Hermes and the Hermetic Principles. It's that it's that basic in our in our DNA, but a patriarchal structure, a dominated structure that we live in and have for the past 5,000 years, doesn't want anybody to love themselves because then there can't be controlled. When we can, a person that truly loves themselves cannot be controlled by anyone. And we live in an era where we're all supposed to be controlled. And that's why we live in fear that there's not enough because that's part of the control. So it has to start within us. We have to go, Okay, I'm, I'm gonna do the work it takes for me to learn who that I am, the God within and without, a part of all of, of the, that is that is abundant because the universe is abundant. The universe is abundant. We have all. The resources we need on this planet right now, and all we do is think about how we don't have enough. I mean, we have just just with solar power, we could power everything on the planet, and it wouldn't cost a penny. But that means we have to break down the structure, and the structure has to start within ourselves. And so, to learn to love ourselves, to learn to think of ourselves as abundant and part of an abundant universe, it's a it's, it's a process and, and using, using kind of the mantra of money is love and kind of saying that and spending your money is love and thinking about that, it you know, might sound silly or against, going against all rational belief, but when you do it, you begin to help yourself open to your own abundance. Um, on the cover of my book, this is the goddess Quan Yin. And she's bringing the money out of the world and into her heart of compassion because she's the goddess of compassion. And she's bringing that money out of the world that is just just encrusted with fear and and horrible (laughs) scarcity into her heart of compassion to transform it. And then she's handing it back into the world on a vibration of love. That's what we want to do. We want to be that because – that that loving goddess of compassion lives inside of us so I I carry like you do and like all of us do that loving nurturing uh, part of, of, of humanity within us and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman we all carry that within us so to get so to to, to kind of snuggle down with that part of that we're part of this greater universe and that we have the power, the power, of, but it's the power of love and not the power of fear that we can shift this. But it's an ongoing process.
1: It is. And, and I want to dive deeper into this with you, but we have to take a break here. Uh, we are talking with Barbara Wilder about the concept money is love on the Dream Power Show. We'll be right back. Want to know more about remembering your dreams and what they mean? Want practical tools to help you really live the life of your dreams? I'm Debbie Spector Weissman, the Dream Coach. For powerful wisdom you can use, sign up for my newsletter today at dreampowerradio.com. It's free.
0: Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman.
1: Yes, and welcome back to the Dream Power Show. I'm your host, certified Dream Life Coach, Debbie Spector-Weissman. And we're talking with Barbara Wilder about the concept, money is love. And Barbara, in your book, you actually talk about several methods that people can use to get themselves used to the idea that money is love such as journaling so can you talk a bit more about those techniques
0: well you know journaling I think I, I think almost every teacher will teach you know, about journaling nowadays um, in the spiritual community because it is such a powerful tool uh, and the and the kind of journal I'm talking about is the stream of consciousness journaling where you just sit down and give yourself like 20 minutes in the morning to just start writing whatever comes out of your hand as opposed to sitting down and thinking about stuff. It's sort of, but I I suggest that people start with a sentence like, um, when I think about money, I feel and then go from there and just see and just kind of write in this open forum with yourself. You know uh, for a while and see what comes up because money is so connected to so many other things that you'll find oh my god all of a sudden you're talking about you know a time when your mother said you know got really mad at you and because you didn't you know you wasted money or or your parents fought and and your father was an alcoholic because he was always broke All, all these kinds of things live in our consciousness and they and they keep us separated from our abundance. And so journaling and bringing that into our awareness. And I suggest you do it every day and do it first thing when you wake up because just in that place, just between when we first wake up, we're so connected still to the dream world and to this world that we have a, an open, a much more open channel to to, um, to 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 do this kind of journaling, which is really about talking with your inner self and your higher self that you don't kind of try that you just let your Julia Cameron really first started talking about journaling like this back you know 20 years ago and um, she said let the hand do the writing the hand knows <laughs> you know it takes you places your brain can't take you and actually so don't 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 type it actually write with um, so so the journaling is very important and I also teach a white light meditation where you just the turn on a star above your head and pour white light through you which after see well when, when when we start to journal what when we're journaling what happens is we bring stuff up out of our subconscious into our conscious or our unconscious but into to consciousness and then and but it, we carry all this consciousness deep in our body it's not just in our brains it's All of our lots of our traumas and pains and, and and belief systems are stuck in our cellular level. So if you pour light through, you know metaphysical light through your body, after you journal and bring up these 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 fears about money and these, you start washing it out your feet and your hands so that you actually make some progress. (laughs) <laughs> so that the places you open up and clear get filled with light also just simple things like writing money is love on your credit card slips you know or you know e- you know even in your even when you're p- using PayPal type typing in money is love just take that moment That just that t- t- four seconds or one second however long it takes to write money is love or type it in or think the thought As you're spending money, money is love. You're opening a space where fear usually lives, and you're filling that space with money is love. So there's it's it's like brainwashing, but it's it's the good brainwashing, washing with love. (laughs) Exactly. There's also like you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. Washing with love. That, that's a, yeah. a beautiful concept just to think about that just the image it portrays. It just, uh, just warms my heart to think of it. Uh, you also talk about a, in your book, you also talk about a technique that you use called shrinking. Could you uh, go into that? Uh, what is shrinking? <laughs> you know,
0: I learned this from a, a wonderful teacher in South Africa named Leslie, uh, Leslie Thurston, stringing is actually saying a mantra on um, on mala beads. Mala beads are like a, uh, Buddhist or Hindu um, prayer beads, like like a rosary, um, and they have hundred and eight beads. And you and um, there's it's a it's a thing where you count the bead, each bead you say a prayer on, and you just do that. All the way around the beads, so that's just holding and touching the bead. And, um, and, and shring is the, the mantra is very short, the, the, it's only one word. If the word is Shring, just Shring. And it's a Hindu word that uh, um, calls in um, Lakshmi, and Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance in, in, the, in the Hindu religion and and Shri, which it comes from was the original Hindu goddess of all she was the mother God that was the the goddess of all that there was so that again takes us way back into that time when we're connected to um, to the sacred mother and you know earth and so what you do is you just saying that word 108 times. And, it's, and, and you sort of sing it a little. You guys, so I just go, shring, shrink, shrink on each bead. Once a, and what that does is, it's, because sound is an incredible way of shifting consciousness, the sound, the vibration goes into your body and opens you up. To 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 really invite abundance into your life, and uh, and when you're really stuck, when you're having a really hard time, and you don't know how, where the money's going to come from, and um, if you just string four or five times a day, six times a day, I, I, when I first learned it, I, I I when I first learned that we had just gone bankrupt and we were just in a bad state. We'd left Los Angeles and we lived in. It, we moved to Boulder and I was following my guides and everything, and it, it didn't seem like it was working out. Of course, it was because of the bigger picture. But I was, um, and she, and we got this, I, I heard this tape and I started to shrink and I shrank. I would shrink like three and four times, five times, six times a day. And within like, you know, like three weeks, all of a sudden I got a teaching job and my husband got a job and everything. Came to be, and so I went, This is
1: great. So I'm use the letters. <laughs> so, so that's what stringing is. Oh, wonderful. Barbara, you know, I can't believe there's so much more I want to ask you about this and to go into some more detail, but we are just about almost out of time. So the one thing I do want to ask you as a last question is how can people find out more about this and about you and about what you have to offer?
0: oh well thank you um uh, yes well i have my website which is www.barbarawilder.com very simple barbara wilder.com um and you can reach me at barbara at barbara wilder.com and um just email me uh, i'm i'm not giving any classes right now I'm i'm preparing to get ready but probably not for a few months because i'm completely restructuring all my work, but I'm, I'm working with private clients one-on-one, especially helping people lift up to this next level of their own, their own enlightenment and their own abundance and their own prosperous way. So to, to support because each one of us that is going to say this one thing. It's so important. Each one of us, as we do this work of, of healing ourselves, connecting ourselves to love and it, and our own love, we are, we are helping shift the planet and we each have some wonderful purpose. Each one of us is here to, and um, my, my joy is helping people find how to step more strongly and powerfully into their purpose and, and, and bring, live in their prosperity and live in, all, because the prosperity is here
1: to support our purpose. What a wonderful way to end this show. Thank you so much, Barbara, for being with us. We've been speaking with Barbara Wilder about why money is love on the Dream Power Show. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying sweet dreams, everybody. You've been
0: listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. For more information on Debbie, or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio, on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International.